Hey loves, like you, I desire an abundant life and its lifestyle and to continue to show up as my best version of self, where we win in life to reclaim, rediscover, redesign an authentic and genuine self. And yes, this is intimacy on a whole new level. Welcome. Join us at claritywithsue.com. Again, that's claritywithsue.com. Good morning, everybody. Benny, thank you for my little stalled coming in. It's going to be magical. Oh, it's no big deal. It's what I do. I balance. It's all about balancing, Sue. It's all good. We make it happen. You are my superstar. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Very much. Very much. All right. So welcome, everybody. Sue Lundquist here. It's Clarity with Sue. I know you're used to hearing the Gratitude Cafe. I live in gratitude. I'm always going to have gratitude. That's a principle of my life and should be of yours. Big, huge invitation. Uh, Although what I do, where I'm going, my mission and all that I do, it's about getting clear and conscious and aware and finding those real life, real time tools to sustain that clarity and to help me and help us overcome ourselves, right? And those self-sabotaging habits and behaviors and changing your mindset. And with that, I have a question for you, audience. And Benny, too, because I'm going to ask you. Yeah, I'm in. Um, energetic orgasms. Sure. Body orgasms. Yeah. Do you like orgasms? Seriously. Mm-hmm. You're asking that. Seriously. Come on now. Yeah, to of a course. Because this is going to be an engaging conversation. It might be. It might be. Do you want a fulfilling life of love? Intimacy, learning about that intimacy, mentally, physically, energetically, <gasps> all the stuff. Yeah. I will, <laughs> I will, I will quote you and say, that's juicy. That, thank you. That is juicy. Mm-hmm. It's juicy. Actually, Michael Beckwith had a, um, oh. he, yes. You remember Michael, Michael, Beckwith? Ber- Michael Bernard Beckwith. I actually have some of his music here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he actually was talking about this book and I'm going to bring the authors on in just a minute. And this, I actually wrote this down. And uh, Dr. Michael Beckwith, he said, informed sex supports not only our innate longing for union, but also our overall well-being. Mm. (sighs) Now, I I feel, not think, I feel that that's really important to hear. All over well-being. Because the media and the seven, I mean, there's been years and decades of sex and it's kind of got this hard edge to it, right? And then, then not so much of this energetic conversation and energy and breath work and really diving deep into one another and receivership. Oh my Lord, can we talk about receivership? Brothers and sisters, we're going to have that conversation because it's, it's not just, you know, the receivership. There's so much more because when you put yourself in that vulnerable space, it opens up your heart, your energy, and and some of the stuff that you'd forgotten about, that intimacy stuff, you know, and we're going to get into that stuff in just a minute. I want to remind all of you how to get a copy of this radio show, and you just go to claritywithsue.com forward slash newsletter. There's probably, or I think there is, a button on there that says newsletter, so just sign up for that. Send me an email if you have any questions or um you want more of what we're talking about. And you can just do that at sue at claritywithsue.com. All right, we are going to get started. Uh, 
again, I asked you guys the questions about intimacy and moving forward within your journey of intimacy. And these two beautiful, beautiful people that I'm bringing on today, it is, and it goes through the conversation of intimacy on a whole new level. And intimacy on a whole new level is really important to all of us because like I said earlier, it's energetic, it's emotional, it's physical. And of course I'm gonna tease and kind of you know hook you into, oh, let's all have the big orgasms. Well, it's a conversation, right? It is a deep conversation. I have Freddie and El is it Elsbeth? Is that how I say that love? Elsbeth, because it's German. So welcome to the show, you guys. You know, and because we're kind of a little bit tardy, I, I can do the formal introduction. However, I would really like to jump in and have this conversation and just go. Are you guys good with that? Yeah, that sounds great, uh, Sue. Good, good. Okay, introduce yourself, Freddie. I, I keep wanting to say Elizabeth, but I know it's Elsbeth. Pardon me. I listen to any of what you say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love. Then it's love. <laughs> That's great. Oh, thank you so much, you two. Okay, let's jump in. I would love for you to just kind of give us an overall of who you are, where you started. I mean, I know your backstory because I went and did my research, but I would like the audience to know all about you two. All right, Ellen. Okay, yeah. Well, Sue, hi. Thank you for having us on your show. My name is Freddie Zintal Weaver, and this is my partner and beloved and wife for the last 21 years. And we're the mm -hmm. founders and directors of Contra Nova Institute here in Chicago. Uh, and we teach practices of awareness and consciousness and how to tap in to our most deeply desired dreams and passions. Mm -hmm. um, so we've had our institute here for 21 years. I was first introduced to the practices that we teach when I was 13 years old, living in Hawaii. Dad, thank you, Dad. Dad, Dad was really <laughs> great. You know, what a, what a leader for me. Uh, he was a psychiatrist and I was going through my puberty, spending a lot of time in the shower. <laughs> and he probably thought I was going to hurt myself in there. So he gave me a book to read on how to integrate meditation and sex practices, sexual meditation. How and, is that so brilliant? I know, right? And I loved it. My girlfriend loved it. And I had some ambivalence around my capacity to be able to play at the college level on athletic scholarship. It was a belief, though I had the skills and the body set and all of that. And so the practice has really assisted me in getting out of that belief, which is what we teach is how we can really shift what we're, what we're really feeling energetically and what really we can believe to be so in our life. Uh, anyway, so went on to college and kept these practices going after colleges, college in my personal relationships and workshops and reading. I was in the software business for a long time in San Francisco. And after about 15 years, it was just a job. Uh, and I was looking for reinvigorating my inspiration in life. So I took a job in Chicago at the time. I was single. I was online looking for Shakti, a female Tantra partner. And Elsbeth showed up. And really, I came here to meet Elsbeth and start this he work. You didn't know it. Right. Uh, I love that. And you're speaking my language. It all comes together. I get goosebumps and, talking about it. I love it. Yeah. And so then we started. Elsbeth. Elsbeth, welcome, sweetheart. Thank you so much, Freddie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I get all heated up just talking about it. <laughs> Eating, talking to you, Sue. <laughs> yeah. my little, oh, I feel yeah. like a dream of genie here. That's right. He, with uh, Benny, he talks about motorcycles. With you, he talks about passion. <laughs> well, that's potion passion, too. But that's, yeah. that's a passion. It's a different kind of passion. Different yeah. kind of you can't writing, tell I have a fan. Yeah, you can't tell I have a fan blowing on me right now because it's super hot. <laughs> <laughs> Way ahead of you. Yeah. So, 
anyway, my story is very different. I wish I would have had a dad who would have given me a book on sex consciousness when I was 13 years old. I don't know about you, Sue and Benny, but not in my family. Um, I grew up in Germany, as you already mentioned, as you probably can tell from my accent, and came to the United States uh, in my late 20s to do postgraduate work in music. And then started teaching at conservatories and music schools in Boston. And, you know, after a little while, I went for my doctorate in education and then moved into management consultant consultancy. Now, that was all in the 90s, and I had gotten really good at consulting, but was miserable in relationship. I had this pattern of attracting unavailable men, and while that was quite exciting, most of the time I was alone. Mm. It really hit me at one point, and this despair came over me, seeing the trajectory that if I was not going to change that pattern, I would end up, you know, without never having lasting intimacy in my life before I leave this planet. And I said, okay, I don't want that. Elspeth, you need to do something. And because this pattern, while I may have gotten away of it, but I didn't know how to remove it and shift it. And that led me then to seriously studying Tantra. Now, I had known about Tantra through books, but I had never immersed myself. The immersion into that tradition, into that practice, altered my life, literally. Um, Because what I discovered in the practice was that I had held distrust towards men. And I didn't know that. I mean, I was very charming. If you had known me like 23, 25 years ago, I was reeling them in. You know, you never would have called me a distrusting bitch. No, <laughs> no, no. The distrust was underneath, you know, like like in the subconscious. And so through the work, through the healing, the tantric healing work, that all came out. And I can share a little bit more in depth a little later uh, how that all happened, because it may be really useful for some of the listeners here to see that there is possibility for shifting really deeply seated, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and your beliefs that live in our nervous system. So it's not just in the mind. In yeah, the it's, mind. it's one thing to analytically get, you know, why I fight with my wife because I fought with my mother. Thank you, doctor, very much. And yet, you know, to understand it in the left brain is good. And yet to get it energetically, like how do I shift it in the moment when it comes over me? And how do I even be conscious to it happening? And so that's where this work comes in, you know, working with sexual energy in this way that we'll get into. Yes, and the sexual energy, it's it's the basis of everything. It's our creativity and it brings every it literally and physically and emotionally brings everything up. Yes. I mean that because it's the unconscious, subconscious stuff and um, you know, those triggers and those things that happen. And I, I think having a conversation around having that trusted partnership, whatever that looks like, is when you are in the receiving space regardless if it's well let me back up okay let me back up here because I've got I've literally you should see all the sheets of notes and stuff that I've got let's educate the audience about specific of tantra because I don't want the media I want to hear it from you guys because it's not this sex capade thing that the media 
has personified. It is beautiful breath work and there's so much more that goes into that. So can we dissect that a little bit and have that conversation for us in the audience first? Sure. Okay, good. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So Tantra is the yoga of the energetic body. It comes from East India. And while most of us are familiar with the yoga that we practice here in the West, which is based in the physical body, so the yoga of the physical body, unlike that, Tantra really gives us an opportunity to start listening to our energetic self as it shows up in our physical body in terms of sensations. Mm -hmm. Our sexual energy is experienced as sensation our emotional body, our mental and our spiritual body, and to become aware so that we can return to our original self that is totally in balance of the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual. You can already see how I'm moving here. They dance together. Each of these dimensions has its place. It's not that the spiritual is more important than the physical. No, they are totally there together. We are physical, spiritual beings. We call it sexual, mm -hmm. spiritual beings. And to dance in these dimensions and be free without fear, guilt, and shame, and, you know... Oh all of that, that allows us then to be also fully connected to our spiritual. And Freddie always says, you know, what could be more spiritual than this creative sexual life force energy that brings forth new life? It's like this thing that we, you know, do having sex, you know, it's like whoever and however that created itself, you know, it's pleasurable, uh, it creates life. It is as spiritual as you could possibly imagine. And yet there's all this vilification around it. And in those moments for everyone, this is the most unmasked, most vulnerable, most you know, open we can be. Chemically, we're changed. We're in an altered state of consciousness, more loving and open. So what we teach are practices to use that shifted state of being to get more deeply connected energetically, emotionally, mm -hmm. and, and physically to what we most deeply desire. And often what will happen in that open vulnerability in the practices, the way we teach them and the distinctions that people learn through workshops is a seeing energetically the things that we believe that keep us stuck in a place. Like, I, oh, I can't have a wife, I can't have another relationship, or I can't have this work that's fulfilling, I live in this place that's inspiring, or whatever it might be. It doesn't always have to be just something sexual, like I want more orgasms and all of that. Right, right. Okay, I love that. I love that. And I've, I've got to remind the audience about the book, Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy. Big words for me, receivership, liberating, liberation, mm. energy, body, life. Mm. And I want to have that conversation and specifically in receivership. And I'm going to go to women specifically. And, and that's because a lot of the conversations that I have are with women. Um, and of course, Freddie, you can speak to the masculines. You both could probably speak from feminine and masculine side. But where I'm going with is the women here. Being in a space of complete receivership, emotionally and sexually. I can't tell you how many women I've spoken to 30s, 40s, going into their 50s that have never experienced that type of intimacy or receivership. Can we have that conversation? How do we, how do we engage 
in a safe conversation, inviting them not only to the book, but into the service and, and your workshops as well. I, I really, I think it's such a really good conversation because there's so many women out there that haven't had or experienced the orgasm. And I mean, the orgasm as an umbrella, it could, it could be energetic. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. So wow, you're speaking. There's a lot. There's a lot here. <laughs> I know. I know. And we've only got an hour. <laughs> uh, you're speaking my language. So um, for women, it's really you know, the, our feminine sexual energy is very different than masculine sexual energy. I mean, it's rather obvious what I'm saying here. Male sexual energy rises quickly, gets easily excited, and then drops quickly. Unlike feminine sexual energy rises slowly, you know, hangs out. We don't know if it's coming or going. <laughs> oh, the dishes. Oh, nope, I'm supposed to be here. Right, right. <laughs> well, well, when it's reawakened, yes. it can come up to a plateau and then stay on the plateau for a long time. Multiple orgasms, orgasmic waves, you know. So the key word here is reawakening. Mm. And the awakening calls for letting go because feminine energy is circular flowing and like masculine energy is linear now i want to be very clear this is not always just gender-based yeah because we women we can just drop as easily into our masculine as a man may be there you know and what i have also found working with hundreds and hundreds of women is that many of us live actually more in our masculine we have to hold it together competing requires masculine skills which is great over the last 50 years so much has changed you know our grandmothers or grand grandmothers they couldn't participate in the marketplace as we can now uh -uh. At the same time, we may have also forgotten about what I call our feminine essence that is uh -huh. flowing, that is gentle, you know, that is tender, that is, you know, when you talk about receivership, allows herself to be vulnerable. And that requires trusting, trusting myself. I cannot let go. I cannot surrender to myself and out of that to another if I don't trust right. either myself or the other. You know, I don't feel safe. And that is what we grew up with. It often was not safe being vis-a-vis -vis that strong masculine testosterone energy that is so powerful, so wonderful, yet... Also, many men haven't brought consciousness to it. And that's where the shifts are happening. You know, for the man, the new man is integrating masculine feminine, yin-yang balancing. Oh. You know, at the beginning, when we're zygotes in the womb, we're androgynous, and then it's decided man or woman. And as adults, we all have aspects of testosterone, estrogen in our system, one more or the other based on your gender. Yet what we're talking about is, and then as we get older, the whole thing reverses itself. But what we're talking about is as, you know, mature adults, how do we become conscious to that, uh, you know, that, that balance, that, that, that polarity that has to be there in relationship. And so for the man, it's about, for in the tantric practices, it starts with the man learning how to separate ejaculation from orgasm and all the variations there are. And this is where it sort of stops for people's listening. They heard Sting talk about he has sex with his wife for eight hours. That was in an article 30 years yeah. ago or whatever. And, and that's everybody's what like, what? 
Well, yeah, and that's what they want. Everybody wants that, you know. Yeah. And that's fine, but once you go down this path of consciousness and sexual meditation, you get that it's not just in the bedroom. It starts to shift everywhere. Your listening changes. So for the man, it's about bringing consciousness to the sexual unconsciousness yeah. of ourselves. And there is no diminishing of that energy. We honor that energy. It is unpack that, that for me. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Yeah. This. The male sexual energy is based in testosterone. It's biologically a very strong energy. It's designed for that so that it would meet the egg. The sperm meets the egg. So it needs to have power, you know, just like a rocket, so to speak. However, unlike animals that are not self-reflective, we as humans, we have this brilliant mind that allows us to be self-reflective where we can actually watch how we feel you know witness what shows up in our body our emotions our thoughts I mean it's phenomenal how we are equipped but we need to learn to start witnessing instead of following our impulses like our sexual energy unreflected is an impulse and there's nothing bad about an impulse it's just if the impulse when the impulse has me i don't have the impulse so i'm a victim to that oh you know so this is the opportunity shows up and you know sue the sexual is in our eyes the last frontier we have done a lot of work around our mental self and through meditation that has come over from the east over the last few decades and is more you know popular now yoga then the emotional realm through therapy over the last 50 60 years that you know now really allows for expressing one's emotions feelings one one's emotions so there is a little bit more awareness in these two realms of the mental and the emotional however the sexual is like totally in the middle ages yeah, to make that spiritual quantum leap to seeing ourselves in each other where there's peace on the planet which was just a thought away right we've got to drop our vilification around the sexual because we can teach the practices that we teach to nuns and priests if they were vowed to celibacy it's about being what we are in this energy this open vulnerable receptive seeing ourselves in each other intimately expressed person and it's not you don't have to touch anybody to be that energy but once you bring consciousness in a sexual practice you start to get how that energy is available to you just it walking around and just in breathing the air in yeah. conversation let's talk a little bit about energy because it's so elusive we cannot see energy we cannot hear energy i mean we see it when it shows up in light the sun rays or the bulb but we cannot hear the sounds of the light energy doesn't mean that there is not a sound, but we are not equipped to hear it, you know, or like the other way around, you know, you can receive in with your eardrums, the frequencies of my vocal cords when I speak, but we cannot see the frequency, but the frequency is right traveling through the air, you know, through the microphone and through the satellite and land it's it's quite magical actually but that is like how can we become more aware of this energy or of energy period and sexual energy is pure energy you know we cannot see it yet we can feel it 
And so we want to bring awareness to it. Let me tell you a little story about the difference between animals and humans. Now, on the primal sexual level, we are just like animals. It's an impulse that goes off. I don't decide if I want to get horny. I just feel horny. Then as a human, I can decide, do I want to, you know, go further with it or not, you know, transmute it into some other activity, working on my computer, all of that is possible, you know. But so here, the difference in this little story, you know, the, the cow and the bull, they are mating, they are in heat and they move through their motions. And then once it's completed, in the moment, it was quite pleasurable. You could see it like they're, you know, <laughs> humping. The cow doesn't sit back afterwards with a cigarette in her hand and says, oh, darling bull, that was such a beautiful f you know. <laughs> well, first of all, how could a cow do that with those hooves? You know, anyways. <laughs> so, but we as humans, we may go right, it's right when it's over. You know, last time it was better. Well, we go right to yeah. the left way. Yeah. Go to, let me complete this. Then, you know, we go right into assessment, but that is part of our conscious mind that we can train to how, what do we want to perceive? And do I want to go with a certain feeling or do I want to shift it and circulate it into another realm? And that is what Freddie mentioned of, you know, harnessing this energy. And why don't you talk a little bit more about the man and how he can harness Well, it? let's see if Sue wants to jump in here. You're talking about- Oh, lot. I've got so many questions and they're like going ding, 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 ding. Okay, with this, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick three minute commercial break. And we're going to still be live on YouTube, so you, we can still have this conversation. Then Benny will bring us back on to live radio. So with that, we are going to continue our conversation on YouTube. For those of you who want to join us over there, see what's going on. It's going to get juicy behind the scenes. Go to YouTube at 11.50. We'll see you over there. We'll be right back, you guys. Take a breath. Hey loves, this is Sue with the Gratitude Cafe and my website Clarity with Sue, creating vitality, abundance, resilience. It's clear mindset. Clarity is your fuel and your gas pedal for all that you desire. Win at life and reclaim, rediscover, redesign the authentic and genuine you. Come get some freebies at claritywithsue.com. That is claritywithsue.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Knorr with your health tip of the day from the African-American Wellness Project. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer for men. African-American men are more at risk. That's primarily because it's often diagnosed when it's more advanced. The good news is that diagnosed early most prostate cancer can be treated effectively. If you're a man over 50 or have a family history of prostate cancer, talk to your doctor today about a test. For more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Hey there, everyone. Sue here with Clarity with Sue. You also know me as the host and creator of the Gratitude Cafe. Please sign up for the newsletter so we can stay in touch. All you got to do is go to Clarity with Sue. Sue.com, sign up for the newsletter, 
and I am creating vitality, abundance, and resilience. I want you to win in life and to reclaim, rediscover, redesign the authentic and genuine you. If that sounds juicy and yummy, come over, let's have a conversation, sign up for the newsletter and or the coaching program and the C2C live online program. Again, that's claritywithsue.com. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. As the Buddha described, once you you hear the truth, it's not going to rest until it becomes fully available in your awareness. There's some blessings happening in your life and you don't even know about them yet. There's some blessings happening. Begin by counting the ones you can see. You're the spiritual image and likeness of the present. Take the breath right here. We are here to hold the space where we're beginning to really see that the presence of God is everywhere. a juicy conversation, you guys, how to create lasting fulfillment in life, in love and intimacy, surrender into that beautiful frequency of creativity and Tantra and love and getting it's, it's conscious intimacy is, am am, am I, am I labeling it right? Conscious intimacy, right? And I think I I saw that in one of your um, videos for your, your latest book. I want to remind everybody that your latest book, uh, Sexual Enlightenment, and the website is tantranova.com. These beautiful, beautiful humans um, have events. Um, is it, in, was it Chicago? I'm sorry, Chicago? Most yep. of them are in Chicago. Yeah, three, two, three day workshops. And we also work privately. We have hybrid workshops. So <sighs> love it. Oh, and also, oh. Freddie, you do also specifically um, men workshops and helping them tap into their intimacy. Yeah. Yeah, as a woman's workshop series yeah we and we do a lot of co-ed work too and and couples too yeah i love it i love it love it we all need this so again audience i'm going to ask you like i did at the top of the hour is it important to you to have intimacy a life of abundance and fulfillment love of fulfillment conscious love conscious conversations around this type of intimacy and elspeth and freddie i I feel emotional intelligence is a foundational piece for this. Being conscious and aware and having emotional intelligence and that type of culture in your relationship is really a foundation piece. And I know what we were talking about on YouTube, so I'm going to swing back around to that. But I also want to talk about the emotional intelligence aspect of it. And then if you would like, if it feels right to you, Talking about those um, three principles and practice that you talk about on your video, the one, two, and three, I'm not going to, I'm just, I know what they are, but I want the audience to hear about it from you. So swinging back around at YouTube, if you guys missed it, you got to go see that little chat. We were talking with Freddie about um, his experience and his teaching and education with men specifically about holding the orgasm or that energy of the orgasm. 
language or the book, um, Slow Sex. That's what keeps coming up in my head. And you guys also talk about slow sex as well. I want to have that conversation. Yeah, I want to say that, uh, you know, oftentimes we just think about the sex piece. So it's like a bedroom thing. What, what if someone, uh, you know, they do intakes, they write down what their intentions are. Someone kept, comes in, they say, well, I want to get my house painted. You know? <laughs> okay, whatever it might be. The bottom line is there's no one out there keeping you from getting your house painted, but you. And like you said, when you think of gratitude, you know, there's a feeling that comes over you. And so that's a feeling. So when we have a belief that I can't get my house painted, I'm not going to get my house painted. So how do I get past that? So what we teach are practices to work with the sexual and what happens in the sexual shift. We talked about that in terms of the emotions. Uh, chemically, we're changed more oxytocin, endorphin, serotonin, the feel-good hormones. And then with the distinctions of breath and energetic awareness and intention, like I want to get my house painted, we start to get in touch with more deeply unmasked to what we see around what keeps us stuck about, I can't get my house painted, right? So as an example, it might be relationships or whatever. Um, I'm being a little fun about that. But this is what we do in terms of how we work with the sexual as a doorway to more intimately getting to something. So, but we're kind of stuck right now socially in terms of like pornography and getting more and more into the sexual piece, which is good because now we're starting to at least confront it. Women are learning more about how to be more sexual and learning to get in their sexual power, you know, because- And have that be okay, because it's yeah. been just, oh, yes. So it's really uh, the the whole idea of the work is to, you know, evolve ourselves further from the animal, the bull and the cow to mm. not that this is a bad thing. No, not at all. It's very much part of us. It's the primal thing. Mm. And freedom arises actually when we tap into this primal experience. Mm. Yes. And then how can we take the primal to bring fulfillment, the sense of fulfillment into our life? Because, you know, having sex a lot doesn't create fulfillment. Nope. It's just like making a lot of money it doesn't create happiness. <laughs> nope. I'd like yeah. to put quality in front of that word. Quality. Yeah, so there's quality, some intimacy, quality. Yeah. And there's yeah. A, a secret there. And so just to dis distinguish between like hold we don't hold back the orgasm we we must the man learns how to master the reflex that goes off in his pelvic floor that initiates then the loss of energy like ejaculation ejaculation yeah so he learns to actually forego that reflex and when he can hold that down he can breathe up the orgasmic energy. Yeah, it's or, mm -hmm. Orgasm is the sensation. The ejaculation is the ref muscular mechanical reflex. They are two different things. And in the tantric practice, the man learns that so that he can connect his sex with his heart. When a man is connected in his sex and his heart, he becomes more integrated within himself. And that is the place from which he can mm -hmm. then relate to the other. And that's the space where safety arises. Yeah, that's the transcendence of lust for the man that appears to the woman. It's just, you just want to, you know, do what you want to do to me, you know, and even though they're together and they love each other dearly and he does too, but that's just where we start feeling it. But there's been no consciousness around how I can take that feeling and then move it up to my heart and then use that same energy 
to, 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 that you could trust and you could feel connected to. Okay, enough now. But, 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 but let me just now say this. Just one now. last thing. <laughs> this is man, good. This is good. Hang on, hang on. I this love is this. really important for the man to get because this is the new man. And this is what's good. The feminine energy is going to save the world. And men have feminine energy. Women have feminine energy, obviously. And the masculine grounded in that testosterone also. It's an integration. So that's really where we're at. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you. And I, and I want to just kind of, my language, recap what I heard you saying for the audience. Creating an environment. And men, it's not the end game. It's not about the full-on ejaculation. Yes, you can have that. And that's totally fine. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about what Elizabeth and Freddie are teaching and educating you as a man and a woman, but specifically for men to open up their hearts and taking that energy, like Elizabeth was talking about, taking that energy and bringing it up so you can't, it's like a heart orgasm, my language, a well, heart orgasm. Yeah. What was that, Freddie? That's really what happens. And yeah. Orgasm. Absolutely. It's a, and I've had those in my meditations. I mean, we're, we're above mm -hmm. and beyond. I'm like, more, please, more, more. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And yes. I'm sure the audience and there's some men going, what? Hmm. Uh, yeah, but I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay. Um, Elspeth, you wanted to talk about some women. Yeah, I want to harken back to what you brought up earlier, also from your own life, you know, that uh, wish for having this union with another where we where we are in the dance of the sexual, the intimate, you know, the heart connection that what I alluded to earlier, that we are integrated within between our sexual and our spiritual self, and we can share this with another. Of course, the other needs to do their own work. Yes. So you are really at a great time in your life where, you know, the way you are going to shift further in your own integration will then attract another who is integrated within in himself. Mm -hmm. You know, we always attract that which we, we are. are. Yes. yes, I totally, yes, yes. Frequency-wise, you know, and there is no fault. It's more like, oh, if this, like my unavailability, attracting unavailability. Right. You know, I always sure. thought they were not available until through the tantric practice, I got, wow, I'm not available. I hadn't seen that. I thought, oh, if they... If this man becomes available to me, then I will be happy. Totally missing that there was something over here that attracted the unavailability. And what I got was that out of that not trusting man, that was so subtle, yet mm. it ran the show in my life. It was not accessible through my conscious mind, so I couldn't change it. I had to go deep into my body, into the cellular level to actually access that. And that really showed up in a, a sexual healing practice that we also teach in our workshops where I worked with a practice partner because just like you now, I was single. However, I wanted to discover what was holding me back from bringing in the beloved into my life that I so desired. So anyway, in this healing ritual, and oh, 
go back to feeling safe. So working with a practice partner in our work is not about having sex. It's not about mutual gratification. It is about creating a space for the woman where she can receive, where the man is their partner, or it could be two women or two men. You know, it's not just for heterosexual couples. And the man really is there to hold space. It's not about him. It's not about his gratification. So man needs to be willing to bring himself like that to the practice. So I had this wonderful practice partner who brought himself exactly like that to me. That in itself was a healing because when I was in that close proximity, you know, where a man sat next to me so closely and I was unclothed and, you know, so game was on. Not so mutually, in, mutual sex. Yeah, not so in this ritual. It was all about me, whatever was up for me. So when I got touched inside of my yoni, yoni is the Sanskrit term for sexual center of a woman, and yoni means sacred space, very different from, you know, our clinical vagina, all other kinds of not so pleasing words for her. So when I was touched inside my yoni and, and Freddie coaches the guys in our workshops, how to ask for permission to enter, which is not so common. We are not used to that, but it really gives the woman the sense, oh, it's mine to say yes or no, I'm not ready yet. Oh yes, welcoming based on where she's at so it's really returning to our own power oh i love this okay hold 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 i love this conversation right then and there and you wrapped it right up in a beautiful boat and taking accountability and responsibility for our own love our own <clears throat> excuse me personal power versus the victimhood and coming into that conscious awareness that oh i was in the victimhood because we have societal norms right Oh, that's right. I don't have to do that anymore. And I think that's so powerful because uh, just because it was done that way doesn't mean you have to do it this way. And going to the conversation about receivership and taking your power back as a woman. And also that's very powerful for a man to be able to stand witness and hold space, hold space, hold space, hold space, hold space. That should be a big old bumper sticker. Hold space, my loves. <laughs> yeah. And you can see on both sides, there's a lot to, oh. to transcend. I mean, for guys to be able to be there with their own sexual uh, awakenedness and hold space. So they've got to really be able to transmute and get past their own ego and lust and stuff to be there. Now, what we're talking about in this ritual doesn't negate the mutual lovemaking back and forth, the quickies in the morning, the self love stuff in the shower, whatever it might be, all that's great. What we're trying to share is another way you can work with this wonderful, magical, you know, ingenious sexual energy. You know, people might listen to this and go, well, that sounds a little woo-woo, you know, but what's really woo-woo are single-celled amoebas, multi-celled organisms, and a universe that goes on for ad infinitum, and that's our lineage, okay? So, and so we're just uncovering the genius of this sexual energy, and when you bring consciousness to the sexual, the kernel of that energy, creativity and pleasure, starts, starts showing up in areas of life that seem completely unrelated to sex in the simple process of living. 
So instead of like, well, you know, I hate my job, 30 more years of retirement, that dog doesn't hunt me more because what does that do that conversation energetically to me when I'm listening energetically? Yes. I can't get my house painted. Why would I say that if I want my house painted? Anyways. <laughs> oh, no, I, I love this because, and, and that's that's my life's work is, is finding, you know, the mindset hacks and the tools because everything, if you want your life to change, you have to change. And that means practical and energetic. So when you're having that practical conversation in your head, energetically, it's whatever you're attracting externally, right? And uh, Elspeth, you, I wanted, there was a little pin that I wanted to put in and I don't remember where that conversation was going about. And Freddie, maybe we were dancing around this, both of us, all of us. If you are wanting, desiring, I don't like the word want, if you are desiring or intending for your XYZ partner to show up XYZ, you first have to have the mirror on yourself to show up that way. Yeah. I want to show you something. I have this, these bells here and there are two bars. And when I play one of the bars, the other starts vibrating. So if, and they vibrate together because harmonically they are in tune. They are not the same pitch, but they, their frequencies tune together. This is a beautiful analogy for relationship that the way I, when I attack this one bar, the way I swing, the way I resonate, then has the other resonate. And the other needs to be in a frequency that they can be tuned to each other. They are not of the same kind. They are different yet frequency-wise in harmony. And that is what we want to start listening for in, you know, looking for a partner. However, it's not just looking with the eye, it's being in the attunement with myself. Mm. And if my body, if my being has been looking for an availability, which lives in the subconscious, it's not a conscious decision, would be crazy, you know? But that is the frequency, and that goes like this. Guess what? Who I meet then? Another one who vibrates like this. Yes. I want and can we, Elizabeth, can we say I have that conversation right in there? If you were in that space, because I know I bounce around, but I used to. I'm not so much now because I'm super conscious of what I'm attracting. I want to give the audience, it's okay that that's what you're going through to get to where you are headed. Right. I mean, there's no shame or guilt. If you want to, if oh, you want to, yeah, no fault. If they are off pitch with each other, that's not, in terms of energy, there is no right or wrong, good or bad. It doesn't live in that realm. It's just either they tune together or they don't. Why not? Yep. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Of course, it, look, of course it, it, it's just what is. So then, what I find so useful about this is like when I start listening for it, the attunement or lack of attunement, that is in, oh, what is over here that brings the lack of attunement into my life? It's like a barometer. What am I learning? What's, what is the situation? Yes. Yes, sister. Yes. I want to add too, just quickly, that this, the sexual ritual practices that we teach 
are the very things that get people in touch with that attunement that we're talking about. Because you can get it here. Okay, thank you. As I said earlier, doctor, for helping me, da-da-da-da. But when we're in that sexual intimate vulnerability, chemically changed, altered state of consciousness, we get more deeply connected, not to a narrative, but to the attunement of energy around a, an intention. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's where this becomes so powerful. Let, let me build further on my own experience because it really gets laid out here in a very practical sense, you know, that once I worked with this practice partner and then, you know, the, the, the whole ritual involves also that the yoni is being touched around and after, you know, body work and really letting go and coming into my body and dropping more and more into mm. trusting that trust doesn't happen like this. It's we want to ease into it. So, and then when I was touched inside around 11 o'clock in my yoni, a vivid memory came up when I was 18 years old, first boyfriend, first love. We had just spent a couple of years that were very blissful. He asked me to have sex. I said, yes, although I was not ready. It was so freakingly painful. I had to go to the gynecologist. The bill went to my house. My dad opened it. All hell broke loose. Oh, yeah. He called me a whore. The boyfriend oh, left shortly after. So there I was, the 18-year-old, totally, you know, without any support, all to myself, I didn't know what to do. That was the moment when I started to close off. Mm. You know, it's like armoring ourselves. And along with that, I made a decision, which was men are never there for you, Elspeth, when you really need them. And that trailed my whole young adult life into my older adult life to that moment when... I was tapping into my yoni in the support, in the holding space by a male energy, because that was where it was wounded for me, you know, in that relationship. No wonder that I attracted an availability with that men are never there for you when you really need them. These guys uh, were not there for me when I needed them. No, but now you're there for when you needed you. You guys, oh, we could keep going and going and going. And I've got Benny going, we got to, we got to wrap it up. I have to remind everybody how to get a hold of you because that's really important too. Because thank you so much. Tantranova.com is the website, tantranova.com. The latest book, because I think there's many more, Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment, Life, Love, Intimacy, Heart orgasms, body orgasms, figuring it all out. It's such beautiful, beautiful, conscious work. Thank you so much, you two. Thank you, thank you. Keep shining your light. Keep doing you. And please let me know how I can keep supporting you. I love this conversation. It needs to be had across the board, all over the world. It really does. So keep shining your light. Thank you so much. Uh, to all of you, we got to wrap it up. Benny's going, we got to go, we got to go. I love you guys. We will see you next week. And until then, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. A new day, the game has changed. The pieces in place and now we're moving. 